Eric, thanks so much for doing this. We're, we're sitting in the Casanova Center. I was talking to you. I'm back in my, you know, I'm alumni, so it's awesome to come down. Uh, so thanks again for doing this. Yeah, it's a pleasure, and welcome back to the University of Oregon. Yeah, it's changed a little bit uh, it's, uh, you know, since I've been here, but such a great facility. And so just to start off, if folks don't, don't know, you're the Deputy Athletic Director here at UO. You're also kind of function as their Chief Operating Officer and the CFO. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I'm fortunate to wear a few different hats in my role here and uh, been here at Oregon now for about five and a half years. And that's been a just a remarkable time yeah. to be here and to be a part of this university and, and this athletic program. It's been a, a lot of fun and, uh, you know, I'm excited for the future. Mm-hmm. We're coming off a couple great years and uh, we've got a lot of positive momentum across all of our programs. Yeah, I mean, a lot. I mean, a lot. Yeah, I live in Portland, obviously, and folks are very excited up there about what's going on. But wanted to start just to kind of go back um, your path to getting into, you know, administration uh, for college athletics. So you were a college athlete. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, athletes debatable, but uh, <laughs> I, w- I was a tennis player at Villanova. Uh, I grew up uh, in a town of uh, Northport, New York, okay. uh, which is about an hour east of Manhattan on the north shore of Long Island. So long ways from here in Eugene, mm-hmm. Oregon, uh, but grew up there and, uh, you know, had a passion for sports all my life. And, you know, was fortunate to get accepted to Villanova and have an opportunity to be a student athlete there as a tennis player. I had a terrific experience, uh, studied uh, business and accounting at Villanova. Also met my wife there. Great. Um, but, you know, career-wise, you know, I, all along, you know, growing up in New York and my dad was a banker in the city. My mom worked in marketing and sales and I was always kind of focused on business. And when I went into college at Villanova, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to kind of follow my dad's footsteps. And he had started at a CPA firm and I did the same. I, I graduated from Villanova, uh, got my first job at Ernst and Young and, okay. and worked there in New York City for a couple of years. Um, but as I finished Villanova, I kind of had this thing tugging at me. You know, I was kind of realizing that there's careers in college athletics. I really enjoyed my time on campus. I, you know, I thought, well, it'd be really cool to kind of tie your business interests with something that you really have a passion for, which for me was college athletics. Mm So uh, I did my two years at Ernst & Young and had a great experience. I worked in the financial services sector. Uh, It was basically auditing and and business advisory services. And, um, you know, about a year in, I started checking out graduate school programs for sport administration. And, you know, my angle was, you know, I'll take this business experience that I'm getting here at Ernst & Young and, you know, this background and, and use that foundation to maybe branch out into, for me, I was interested in college athletics. So right. I got into the University of North Carolina program, which I entered into after two years at Ernst & Young. Okay. I had gotten a CPA and I did that North Carolina program, which was a great experience academically and, you know, living in the town of Chapel Hill wasn't too shabby. Right. It was almost like going back to college again for yeah. me. And, uh, so I went through that program, had a great experience, and, and got a little college athletic experience under my belt more as an administrator than as a student athlete. Okay. And got my first shot to work in an athletic program at the College of William & Mary uh, down in Virginia. Okay. So I spent about three and a half years there and, and uh, kind of got my feet wet as an administrator. Yeah. 
and then uh, had an opportunity to head up to Temple. So I spent about eight years at Temple and and then bounced out here. So, yeah. uh, you know, I've worked for a lot of great leaders along the way. And, and for me, the most important thing has been, um, you know, having people that have supported me and given me opportunity, certainly putting in a lot of work and, and a strong work ethic and building trust. Right. And, uh, you know, the business side of things is kind of the way I've worked my way up. But, mm-hmm. you know, along the way at Temple, I, I started as a CFO and kind of left as the deputy and kind of day-to-day number two, helping to run the department. Mm-hmm. And between starting and finishing eight years later, I'd kind of worn just about every hat in the department. Right. So I was really fortunate to have that. And then, you know, when Rob called me about this opportunity out here at Oregon, it was a a no-brainer. It was a great next step for me. Yeah, and so just to talk about that a little bit, you know, it sounds like you had this great job at Temple. Um, you kind of worked your way up there. So, what was enticing about you know coming to Uvo, moving your family, and um, you know taking this new job? Yeah, well, you know, for me at Temple, we we had such a it was just a really interesting time. Uh, it was a time of tremendous transition and growth. When I first started at Temple in two thousand three, they had just been booted for lack of a better word out of the big east football conference Mm -hmm. for not meeting certain standards as a football program and it was a time where there was a lot of evaluation going on about whether to continue at the Mm -hmm. fbs or division 1a level in college football at temple and you know we did a lot of work on that with conference realignment with our board of trustees and i stepped into my role at temple at the age of 27 28 and you know, I, I kind of stepped right into the middle of all that. And as the CFO, I was the person pulling a lot of the information together, communicating a lot at, at a high level. And it was a great experience for me. And I think I was able to kind of build from that with my career at Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I worked from that to uh, more external side of things with marketing, uh, corporate sales, ticket operations. Done it all. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> You know, I kind of wore a lot of hats there, and, and it was uh, a school that's situated in the middle of a large major metropolitan market. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the Oregon opportunity popped up, I thought, well, that's a different, you know, that's a different situation out there. They're, they're you know, more of a college community, college town, and um, they're competing at a Power 5 level out in the Pac-12, and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the resources are a little bit different. So it was, to me, I thought, I thought it was a great learning opportunity to work with some different leadership, to build some new relationships. Um, personally, you know, my wife and I are both from the East Coast, but we had small boys at the time, four and two. They're now <clears throat> nine, eight, and four, so time has flown by. Uh, but a college town, a great place to raise a family, and it's lived up to every bit of that. I had high expectations of the state of Oregon and Eugene, and just working here and it's it's been even better than what I thought it would be. Well that's great. I want to get more into about just Oregon and, you know, raising your family and being executive and that balance here. But um now that you've been at UVO for five years and one of the things we were chatting before this I wanted to ask is, you know, a lot of folks that are fans, um uh, the UVO teams don't really know what happens behind the scenes and how much work it takes to to keep an organization like this going, right? And kind of the day to day um you, you know, operations. So I'd love to learn more about, you know, not too much behind the scenes, but, you know, how big is the staff that runs these, you know, the UVO athletics? Again, we're in the Casanova Center, but just love 
learn more about the operation part of it. Yeah, it's it's definitely college athletics has grown as into a large enterprise, you know, not just here but around the country and you know at the power 5 at the highest levels of college athletics, you know, large staffs and and vast resources are being put into uh college athletics. So, you know, our you know, our objectives here to to deliver the best possible student athlete experience. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we want to we want to uh, deliver a great fan experience as well, and make sure that people are connected and engaged with our program. And obviously, we're an important component of the University of Oregon. You know, we want to fulfill our our part in furthering the mission of the university. Mm-hmm. So, you know, behind the scenes, yeah, there's a lot going on. We've got. 20 sports, yeah. over 450 student athletes. Uh, our budget's about $115 million for the upcoming 2017-2018 year. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot going on here across our different administrative units to support our 20 programs. And, you know, as administrators, we're just working every day to find ways to get better. You know, we want to, you know, deliver the infrastructure, the support that our coaches, that our student athletes need to go out and be successful. And as you know, Dan, following kind of the national landscape, you know, it's gotten super competitive. And, you know, we're we're in a unique situation here at Oregon where we're competing at the highest level. Um, When you walked in, they were setting up that trophy out in the lobby area for our Director's Cup, where we very proudly finished ninth place this year, uh, our highest ever finish, and second straight year in the top ten of the Director's Cup, which kind of measures broad-based excellence across all of our sports. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're not a top ten program when it comes to resources. You know, when it comes to resources, you know, we're more in the 20 to 25 range nationally. You know, and a lot of that's driven by alumni base, population base, stadium size. And, you know, so our competitive advantage is not as much in our resources. You know, we do our best to fill Autzen and to fill Matthew Knight Arena Mm -hmm. and to raise as much money as we can through media rights and and fundraising. But we're never going to be Texas or Ohio State. So, but we want to compete at that level. So how do we do that? Our competitive advantage is really more in our people and creativity and innovation. And we have tremendous support from around the state and around this region. And obviously, you know, Phil and Penny Knight have been so supportive and and generous to the university and to the athletic program and, and countless others as well. So we're very fortunate to have that support. But Again, we need to find ways to build off our strengths, and and I think our staff and our people are a big part of that competitive advantage. Yeah, and you mentioned that support. So another thing we're talking about is you have a unique. Well, I wouldn't say it's a challenge. It's it's a, it's a pro, but you know, working for a brand and a university, you know, you have this kind of shared ownership that you got in the community, and you know, people have their opinions and and thoughts of uh, the team and, and the organization. So. How is that? I mean, you worked in college athletics for a while. So how is that a unique part of your job? Just in terms of interacting in the community? Yeah. And and having folks, you know, feel like, you know, they own part of the team, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about a little bit about this before. And I'm coming from Temple University, which is a large urban university on the East Coast. 
And, you know, now I've kind of transitioned out here to the University of Oregon where we're at, in a Power Five conference and we're located in, a, you know, a state that for the most part is not a professional market. We've got the professional teams up in Portland, right. but we don't have professional football here. So it's a much different situation. And as a college athletic administrator, it's one that you want yeah. because there's a lot of visibility a lot of focus, a lot of attention, and a lot of passion for our football and basketball and baseball and softball and track and all of our programs. And it's it's great for our coaches and for our student yeah. athletes. So, you know, we're we happily accept, you know, that dynamic here at Oregon. And, you know, we know that we're an important part of this state and this community and that we've got that responsibility. Mm-hmm. So um you know, we really enjoy it. I, I enjoy being out in the community and, and getting to know our supporters and our fans and hearing from them. And, you know, as part of that, you're going to, sometimes you're going to be criticized and, (laughs) and when things happen that are, are not necessarily positive, we know that that's going to be visible. And at the same time, our student athletes get a lot of attention for all the great things that they're doing. So, Mm You got to kind of wear both sides of that, but we wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, that's great. And so kind of want to shift gears a little bit. And, you know, part of this podcast is a lot of executives listen to it. And, you know, it's I always like to kind of ask about a couple of things, you know, the unique challenge of uh, being an executive and kind of that balance of having a family. And I used to have three boys and you're probably on the road a good amount, I, w- I would think. So that kind of balance, but also, you know, your thoughts about living here. So you come from the East Coast and just kind of raising a family, the, the job you have, which is a lot of responsibility, you run an organization. So how can you kind of, you know, talk about those two things, just the balance as an executive, you know, with work, home life, and then also just living here in Oregon and your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, college athletics is really a lifestyle mm-hmm. more than a, a job, mm-hmm. I would say. And for me, it's been incredible to have the opportunity to be a part of this program and to live three and a half miles from Autzen Complex, yeah. you know, to be able to interact with my family, you know, throughout the day as I need to, um, but also to come and go back and forth to work, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be a part of everything that's going on up here. And, yeah. and really to be able to blend all of that together. I think the way that we're set up here at Oregon, you know, at least geographically and how close everything is is really conducive to that. Yeah. My previous situation at Temple, it's more a situation where, you know, you drive a half hour in and, and when you get there, you're there. Right. And then, you know, your day may end at 10 at night after a basketball game and then you go home. Mm-hmm. Well, here, there's a lot more give and take with that, which really adds to that balance of being, you know, a, a father and a husband and, and, being great at what you do professionally. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that's the thing I really, one of the things I enjoy the most yeah. about it. Um, in terms of transitioning from the East Coast to the West Coast, you know, I that was not a huge challenge or transition for me, probably more so for my family okay. and my wife. <laughs> you know, she grew up in New Jersey and is close with her family and, and lots of friends back there. So, but she's adjusted really well to this community, and and again, it's it's a, a really uh, great place to live, and yeah. and there are so many people here that we've built close relationships with. So, it's 
been a real seamless transition and and it's a place that we love living that's great obviously i'm rich chatham you know an oregonian so i uh it's just a great place to live and you know last thing i want to ask just kind of from a fan you know as, as you're going into the 2017 uh, uh 2018 season just looking across the uh all the teams what, what are you most excited about for you, you know the athletic program here well i i think again we're coming off two really strong years mm-hmm. you know we finished 10th in 2015-16 in the Directors' Cup, and we finished ninth this past year. So we're obviously always trying to raise the bar. And, you know, we've just got terrific coaches. You know, every year I feel like our student-athletes are just more and more impressive. And, you know, our programs feed off of each other. And, Mm -hmm. you know, our support staff is – we're here to to obviously help and position everybody to be successful and – you know, there's just a great competitive spirit in this program right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously the, the most visible, you know, with Coach Taggart and his new staff. And, you know, we haven't played a game yet with our new staff, right. but there's been so much positive momentum with recruiting and mm-hmm. just the engagement in the community and, and doing some satellite practices and, and those sorts of things. So there's a lot of energy around, you know, campus right now. And we're really excited to kind of get back out on the playing fields and on the courts and, Mm -hmm. and watch them compete and and strive for success. But as I mentioned, you know, for us, you know, the culture of this program, I think is the thing that excites me the most. We've got, you know, great leadership starting at the top with our board and and support and president Schill. And certainly Rob Mullins has kind of set the tone for this program and the expectations. And, you know, again, we're, we've got a, a strong team that's bought into that and, you know, we're achieving at a high level. We like to say we're kind of boxing above our weight class. Yeah. And we're excited to see what comes next. It's a special place. You know, I'm obviously I'm biased because I'm alum, but you walk in here and you can just feel it. And I think uh, your, your whole team's working hard. So first game for football is? Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, I believe it's uh, September 1st. Is yeah. that a Saturday? Southern Utah? So check it out. But Gosh, that's just yeah, a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, right? So yeah, it's coming uh, up soon. And uh, again, you know, we're real excited about football and and all of our. It's September second. Second, okay. Uh, but we're excited about all of our sports, and you know, we've got volleyball underway. We've got soccer. They've started playing some scrimmages and football, and we'll have cross country coming back here soon. And mm-hmm. Obviously, the the year that our women's track and field cross country program had with winning the, the first ever triple crown right. by any program uh, ever, mm-hmm. so not too much to live up there for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and then you know our students come back late in September, being a quarter system school. So right. the the first few weeks of of our sports season is always kind of unique here, and that. Yep. Some of our teams will be competing and our student bodies not necessarily back on campus. Yeah. So, Well, Eric, sounds like you know you have a, a great job and a lot of people are envious, but I really appreciate you kind of taking time just to you know talk about it. And uh, a lot of people are excited for the program. So thanks again. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dan. It's great to be a part of the podcast. Yeah.